was waiting for the Lord to speak to me because I care about just speaking what the Father's speaking. I don't just want to ramble on a tangent. I want to speak what the Father's saying to our community. Um, so I was waiting and waiting and waiting and it got to the end of Thursday and I'm like, all right, God, you need to speak to me. Um, and I felt like he gave me a bit of an insight um, into where our community's at right now. I feel like I felt some of your hearts, or lots, everyone's heart really. I felt like I had a few days of feeling individual hearts and feeling like what you're going through and hearing some of the thoughts you're thinking. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I felt like the community's a bit, I don't really have a word for it, but it's a bit wavy at the moment. And so I want to explain that and I want to speak into that. Um, so this year, we started the year with our basic training course. It's a great way to start because we lay the foundations. It's like, this is what we believe and this is why and this is what we're going after. So that's what we did at the beginning of the year. And then we went straight into our Silence Breakers course. It's a 12-week course. Um, debunking the lies that we believe that stop us from sharing the gospel. And so we did that in our church groups and we got equipped with some awesome tools so we can go out and share the gospel with confidence. And then we had Joel Shaw come. Boom. Big weekend of equipping and a significant piece of the puzzle that this community was missing in terms of how to disciple our city. Um, and so there's been an obvious theme this year coming through of God's heart for the lost. He's like burning to see this city saved. He loves his church, but he wants his lost ones as well. And for some of you, this whole year has been awesome. And you might feel a bit like this. Oh, this isn't going to work now. Please work. Yes, you might feel a bit like this. I feel like there's some of you in this community and you're burning with the gospel. The gospel's burning in your heart. You're excited, you're communing with God, you've got tools in your belt, you're sharing the gospel, you're burning, you're on fire. Awesome. Um, but the Lord also showed me that there are some of you here that when we talk about all that stuff, burning with the gospel, reaching the lost, transforming our city with the culture of the kingdom, you actually feel like this. Yes, the Lord spoke to me in emojis this week. It's a brand new experience and it made me quite uncomfortable. But if you're happy to roll with it, I'm happy to, to go. All right, so for those of you listening, this is a picture of an emoji face with its brain exploding. So the Lord showed me that there are some people in this community that have a brain explosion when we talk about reaching the lost. Because life is hard at the moment. You're facing challenges. Um, and you're just finding it hard to get out of bed every day and keep your life together, just keep things together. 
Um, and it's not that you don't want to burn for Jesus. It's just that there's stuff going on right now. And so you feel a bit like that sometimes. I feel like there's also some people in our community who might feel a bit like this. Shrugging their shoulders. I know I'm meant to be here. And I know God is doing something. I know I'm called to be here. But I just don't know exactly how I fit. Sometimes I don't even know what the heck is going on. Sometimes I feel a little bit confused. Sometimes I feel a bit lost. And then there are some of you that might feel like this. It's a house needing a bit of renovation. And it's like you're born again and you know the gospel up here. You know the truth but you're in the process of applying it to your life. So you feel like you need to get your house in order, which is a really good thing to do. So when we keep going on about bringing the lost, again, you might feel a bit like this. Because you're just trying to apply what you're learning and you're trying to get your own life right. And you genuinely want to reach others, but you just actually want to walk it out for yourself first. And then there are some of you that might feel like this. I felt like you could either feel a bit hurt or disconnected or both. You feel like you know this is where you're meant to be, but you don't feel like you belong You love this talk about family, but you don't really feel like you're in the family. Maybe you've been here a while. Maybe you're thinking about how good it was a few years back. And I acknowledge that I haven't got everyone covered here. I know there's people in the room. This might be your first time here. Bear with us. But can you get a picture of the head and heart space of all the people in this room right now? It's a bit like this. So today, I just wanted to bring us all together and make things super simple. Is that okay? I almost want to just press the pause button and for us all to take a deep breath and just remember what we're all about. The first thing I I want us to remember is that we're a body. We're actually the body of Christ. So let's turn to 1 Corinthians 12. We'll read this passage. I'm not really going to preach out of it, but I'd like to read it. And just jump off there. So 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll start at verse 14. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. 
And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? And if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the foot, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honourable, we, we bestow the, great, the greater honour. And our, our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honour to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. And if one member is honoured, all rejoice together. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. I want to encourage you this week to go home and read that and think about our community um, and just get a clear picture in your heart of what the church should look like. It talks about us needing each other. We need every single person in this room. Every person is valuable. And when one, one part isn't functioning, the rest of the body suffers. So it's really important that we start to think as a family and as a unit, as the body of Christ. And do you know what? The body needs to be united. And I get that we're all in different head and heart spaces right now, but unity isn't an option. It really matters. Um, and so I want to camp just for a second in what is unity and what does it look like? Um, and then we'll like get on to the simple part. So when I was thinking about unity, the Lord asked me to look up the phrase one accord in the Strong's Concordance. And one accord means unanimously, with one mind, with one accord, with one passion. It's a unique Greek word and it helps us to understand the uniqueness of the Christian community. And this Greek word is homothumadon, and it's a compound word of two words, and it means to rush along and in unison. Now listen to this. This is what the Strong's Concordance tells us. The image is almost musical. A number of notes are sounded, which while different, harmonize in pitch and tone as the instruments of a great concert under the direction of a concert master so the holy spirit blends together the lives of the members of Christ's church imagine an orchestra it has people of all different backgrounds 
ages, home lives. Some people would rock up ready to play and they've had the best week in the world. Some people would rock up, they've got marriage troubles, someone's got finance issues, someone's got a problem with work. But they come together with one mind, one purpose, and they each play their own instrument and make their own sound. And when they do it in unison, it makes a beautiful sound. In the same way, Holy Spirit, he desires to blend our lives together like a great musical masterpiece. Each person bringing their sound, the thing God has gifted them to contribute. So we actually need to start thinking and functioning as a body and as a family in one accord, with one heart, one mind, one passion. So, and I want to stir you up just for a sec as to what can happen when we're in that space. Are you excited? This is exciting. No, not that one. Ooh. Acts 1, 14. They were in the upper room and it says, all these with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. And if you read further on, then it says, Pentecost happened. Holy Spirit descended. So one accord in prayer, boom, Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 24, and day by day, attending the temple together. That word together um, is the same Greek word in one accord. And breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Oops, sorry, I didn't change the slide. Praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So one accord in the temple and one accord in their homes with fellowship. What was the result? Daily salvations. The Lord adding to their number day by day those being saved. Acts 4:24 is another example. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together, that's that same word, one accord, to God and said, Sovereign Lord, and they prayed passionately. One accord in passionate prayer. And the result in verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Who wants to see the Holy Spirit shake the ground on which we're standing? All we need to do is be in one accord. One heart, one passion, one mind. Acts 5, 12 to 16. Last example. Now many signs and wonders were done regularly among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together. That's that word, one accord. In Solomon's portico. None of, them re none of the rest dared to join them, but the people held them in high esteem. And more than ever, believers were added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats that as Peter came by, lest his shadow might fall on some of them. 
The people also gathered from towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. How many? All. So one accord in public, salvations, radical healings, 100% healing. much going on up here so being of one mind one passion one accord is really important and you might be well Naomi that gets me excited but I still feel like this and for all of you thinking that and for everyone I want to draw your attention to our core values when you feel overwhelmed you need to make things simple So this message is simple. Let's remember who we are and what we stand for as a community. Our core values, they're the three I's. Intimacy, identity, increase. What are they? Intimacy, identity, increase. So intimacy. We live to know God. Everything starts here. No matter what state you're in, you need God. If you're on fire, you need God. If you're having a brain explosion, you need God. If you're getting your house in order, you need God. If you don't know where you fit, you need God. If you've got a broken heart, if you feel disconnected, if you're hurt... You need God. Intimacy with God is the answer to every single thing that you'll ever face. He has all the wisdom, all the love, all the strength, all the answers, and he has the perspective that you need. As a community, this is our number one priority. We need to know God, all of us, and Four years ago, nearly exactly, Dave stood at our very first church camp and he was like, the goalposts of our community, it's, we need to know God. It's intimacy with God. John 17 verse 3, you should know it well, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And you've heard us say it, and we'll say it again to remind you, eternal life isn't an endless span of time. It's an endless relationship with our Creator. The reason we are alive is to know Him. How do we know if we know Him? 1 John 2 verse 3. And by this we know that we have come to know Him, if we keep His commandments. When you love someone, you'll, you'll follow them and you'll do whatever they say. What are, what are the commandments? Jesus. John 13, 34. He said, a new command I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. 
By this, all people will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. Intimacy with God, it looks like love. It's expressed by our love for one another. So our core value of intimacy just isn't about us knowing God. It's about having intimacy with one another as well. And if you're finding it hard to love others, just go be with him. Just receive his love. Because when you're receiving the love of the Father, it's impossible not for that to overflow into others. So it just means you need to be with him. And it says, they will know us by our love for one another. That's why we have church groups. That's why we value family over function. What does it look like to love other believers so well that the world stops and says, wow, they must belong to God? How can you express love to others in this community? So our core value number one is intimacy. Intimacy with God, intimacy with each other. Our second core value, identity. Jesus Christ is the truth about God and he's the truth about us. Whichever state you're in, this message will never get old and it will serve you for the rest of your life. You need to know who God is and who you are when you're in God. And if you're getting your house in order, you need to know who God is and who you are. If you're on fire, you still need to know who God is and who you are. If you don't really know what's going on, know who God is and know who you are. It'll point you in the right direction. If you're feeling hurt or disconnected, know who God is. Be fathered by him. And then know who you are. Who does he say you are? And you'll start to get a different perspective on things. We can be in one accord about this. Jesus is the truth about God and he's the truth about you. Camp on that statement. Get excited. Go through your Bible and learn who you are. Highlight all the identity statements. In my Bible, they're purple. Everything that has anything to do with who God says I am now, it's coloured in purple. So if I ever have a hard day, I can like encourage myself. This is who God says I am. If I like fall down and partner with sin, I read the Bible and it tells me, no, you've been set free from sin, Naomi. So then I repent and I continue to walk free from sin. So you need to get these identity things cemented in your, in your spirit. Things like Colossians 1.22, I'm holy, blameless and above reproach. Romans 6 verse 7, I've been set free from sin. Ephesians 5.8, I'm light. I once was darkness, but now I'm light in the Lord. Romans 8.16, I'm a child of God. He's my father. I'm his daughter. 
2 Peter 1.3, I have all things pertaining to life and godliness. All things. Come on. 1 John 4.17, as he is, so am I in this world. You need to get this stuff deep in your spirit. You need to read it. You need to listen to it. You need to commune with God over it. What does that look like then, God? If that's true about me, what does it look like? And you do it over and over and over again until you've got a big occupied tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> it's, I'm serious. You need to be occupied with the truth. And you need to be occupied with who he says you are. So that when lies come at you, you're just like, no, that's not the truth about me. Jesus is the truth about me. You want to know how to stand? Know who you are. And when, when you know who you are, you'll be on fire. You can't help it. it just, it's in there and it needs to get out. Our third core value is increase. So a natural progression of having intimacy with God and of knowing who you are is that you'll increase his kingdom. Because like I said before, there'll be a fire in your soul that just won't go out and you have to do something with it or you'll explode. And I know when I say that, some of you still feel like this. Oh, But I want to tell you, the gospel is simple. It's simple. And every one of you in this room, you have something that they don't have. You have something that lost people don't have. There isn't an empty space in your soul because Christ lives in you. You know God is real. You've experienced his love and his forgiveness. They don't have that. They don't have that. And you may not feel like you've got it all together yet. And you might feel like life is throwing some big hurdles your way. But you have something they don't have. You have God on your side. You have access to his heart and to his word. You have a rough day. You can run into his presence and receive the love of God and rest in his peace. You have peace with God. They don't have that. Lost people don't have that. They feel like that all the time. And the 411 presents it so simply. For those of you that have been doing it in your church groups, 2 Corinthians 5:17 to 20. Um This should also be tattooed on your spirit. You read it every day. Verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So you've been made brand new. The old is gone. Your old sinful nature has gone. And he's made you brand new. You were a car, now you're a rocket ship. Trish was saying, you were Clark Kent, now you're Superman. You don't go back, you're Superman. Verse 20, 
If you skip down to verse 20, it says, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So you've been reconciled to God. You've been made brand new. Now you're an ambassador. That's who you are. And the simple truth is that there are people going to an eternity without God. And Google tells me that every second, every day, two people die. Twenty people just died. Twenty people went to an eternity just then. Did they know him? That weighs on the heart of God. It weighs on his heart. It's got to matter to us. And if it doesn't matter to you, you go back to intimacy. Spend time with God. Camp there. Ask God to speak to you. <sighs> so intimacy, identity, increase. These are the foundational core values of this community. And whatever heart space or headspace you find yourself in, you can come back to these three things to find your way. And as a community, we can be united around these core values. We can be committed to living them out and encouraging each other to do the same. Guys, let's not forget the values that are foundational for our community. And let's also remember, we can unite around Jesus. Christ and him crucified. We need Jesus. We need his blood. He's the head of this church. And we're created to look like him and to do greater things than he ever did. Whatever space you're in, you need Jesus. Let's follow him as a community. He will lead you to abundant life. He will guide you down the path of humility. And ultimately, he'll guide you to the lost. So let's try and land this. We're a body. We need to behave like a body. We need to unite and be of one accord. One mind, one heart, one passion. And Ephesians 4.16 talks about the body of Christ and when it's functioning properly, it will build itself up into love. That's where I want to see this community building itself up into, in love. And so I exhort you this week, revisit our core values. Talk to the Lord about it. Be intimate with God. Open up your heart to your brothers and sisters. Love each other well. Know who you are and know who he is. Remember that you're an ambassador and consider the body. Who can you love this week? So super practical now. 
fiery ones. Do I have one? Keep charging. Keep charging. If you're on fire, praise God. Stay on fire. Keep going after the lost ones. Keep, keep um, going after the secret place with Jesus. Keep being filled with him and then letting it spill out to the world. Praise God. But I also want to encourage you to look around this body, our church family. Who can I love? Who's not doing so well? Who can I share a bit of this fire and passion with? If you're reading the word or you're praying or you want to have dinner, invite people into that space so they can catch that fire. They can learn from you. Brain explosion, people. (laughs) We love you. Keep it simple. Intimacy, identity, increase. Camp there. Ask for help. Find someone who's mature that can help you navigate some of the things life is throwing at you. And open up your heart to us so we can pray for you and we can support you practically because we love you and we care for you. And the body doesn't function properly without you. So if you're having a brain explosion, the body's missing out. And that means the world's missing out. For those of you confused or feel like you don't fit or you're unsure, I want, again, I want you to camp in our core values. Intimacy, identity, increase. Get into a church group. If you're not in one, get in a church group. Open up your heart to your church group leader. Just be real about where you're at. We're not here to judge you. To be honest, we just want to know where people are at so we can help you speak truth into you and just lift you up, see you walking free so you don't have to pretend or play games or pretend that you're like, everything's okay, I'm fine. We just want to know where you're at so we can, so we can practically like, support you. Ask questions to get clarity. If you're not sure on things, ask questions. house in order people get to it get your house in order it doesn't need to take years seriously camping our core values intimacy identity increase that will help be in a church group ask questions get around those who have their houses in order if you see someone that's like doing what you're not doing great, get around them. Ask some questions. And the gospel looks like something. So be ruthless. Make it look like something. Don't settle for it not looking like something. But just remember, while you're like renovating your house, while you're making the gospel look like something, just remember you're far better off than the lost. So don't forget to stop for the one. You can still do that. Give them the hope that you have. And if you're hurt or disconnected, same goes for you. Intimacy, identity, increase. God cares. We care. 
Come to us. Talk to us about it. Don't isolate yourself. That's the worst thing you could do right now. Get into a church group. Open your heart. Invite people for dinner. Be the answer. Be the thing that you're missing. Be the thing that you want to see in this community. So this week, let's love each other well. I want to encourage you. Let's love each other well as the body of Christ. Let's continue to stop for the one. Let's remember our core values. And let's camp in them together this week. Let's learn to do life in one accord with one heart, one mind, one passion. And I want to encourage you especially to come along to church camp. Because like we've been praying and talking about like what's the theme, what's God want to do? I actually feel like he just wants to bring us all together and he wants us to be a family. I feel like he wants to do significant things in relationships with people that weekend. I feel like he's going to teach us how to love each other really well. I want to encourage you to come. And if you're not a camping person, I'm not really either. I love a nice hotel. But guess what? I'll be in my tent. I will be there. I will brave the frogs in the toilets for the sake of our community. Um, so come along. And if you can't camp, there's come along for the day sessions. Don't miss out. We want to see everyone there.